0: Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code The Athletic, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a fifteen hundred dollars first bet offer on your first wager.
1: You know, I can't say enough about the, you know, the football team, to just the, just the whole operation of it, just the, you know, the way everybody's battled, and uh, you know the challenges that we've had and and particularly for to see things come you know full circle these past three weeks so it's an excellent team win and, and and just like the past two two games and now we're you know now we have a chance next week so you know we still have to take care of our our own opportunity and you know hope for some help but uh, you know the fact of the matter is you know we're playing we' are team we're playing really good team football right now and um, you know that's the course we need to stay and uh, just can't be more happier for the players, uh, they have just have stayed the course. Uh, you know, the work during the course of the week hasn't changed uh, much. You know, we haven't had a bunch of highs and lows. You know, e- even with the you know the past challenges that we've had. So, uh, just really happy for the football team. It was an excellent team win there. Only thing else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? Yeah! How about them Cowboys indeed?
2: How about those Cowboys indeed, Mr. Gumble? How about another Cowboys win? Man, they just keep on coming. This Super Bowl run just keeps on coming. And I guess the Cowboys must be listening to our show because ever since we called them out a few weeks ago, the points just keep on coming. And who knows? Maybe they'll end up winning this division, finding their way into the playoffs, and then who knows what else is possible. Welcome in. To another About Them Cowboys podcast here on The Athletic. I'm Kent Garrison, producing one more time for 2020. But stay tuned next year. Hit that subscribe because you're going to want to stick around in the offseason for this show because we've got a lot of draft talk. Dane Brugler is going to be stopping by. We've got a lot of off season talk, a lot of free agency talk. We'll have Bobby Belt back. We'll have Jane Slater back. We'll have our friends from DallasCowboys.com back. So you're going to want to hit that subscribe. You're going to want to stick with us the rest of of the Cowboys offseason and beyond, because it's going to be dramatic, no doubt about it. But before we get there, let's welcome in our panel for this episode, the Bash Brothers of Dallas Cowboys. It's uh, John Machoda, the father, and Kevin KT Turner from the Eagle. And guys, I certainly didn't see this one coming. I guess that's where we can start, KT. (laughs)
3: Yeah, I mean, look, these dirty dogs... Every time you count them out, they just find a way to stay alive. And it's a, it's pretty wild. And, and even the, the way the game started yesterday is kind of like, oh, that's how they're going to go out, huh? They're going to go out like that? Jeez. And then you let the game play out. Um, so here's what's happening. Noon on Sunday, they'll play the Giants. If the Cowboys win, they will wait all day and pull for the Eagles That's how this thing works, and if the Eagles were to upset a Washington team who looked very bad yesterday against Carolina, then you would be the NFC Eastern champions. So you got to go win at noon on Sunday, but, man, I'm just going to say at kickoff yesterday, I really did not think that this is what we would be talking about. I I could see Carolina beating Washington. That, That one wasn't so surprising to me with Alex Smith not playing. I just thought that the Cowboys were going to lose to the Eagles with Jalen Hurts and the way they've kind of looked a little bit revitalized offensively. And I'll be darned if the defense doesn't get a little bit of praise from me today because they they, they, were, they made some really good adjustments and, and did some really good things in the second half to really make this game a blowout.
4: Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and say that I expect them to blow out the Eagles with that being said, I'm not also going to sit here and say that, Oh, we were so wrong about this team, man. They made us look like fools. Yeah. They're, they're six and nine. Like this isn't like we like, ah, we slept on them early in the year and they lost, you know, their first four or five games. And, you know, we, we had no idea, but this ended up being a 10, 11 win team. They're six and nine. Like, there was so many opportunities that they would already have this awful division locked up. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stop short of being like, God, we didn't know what we were talking about. They showed us. Like, uh, well, if you played like that in a, maybe two other games this season, uh, you're not even in this position. So it was impressive to see what they did um, specifically against Jalen Hurts because the way the game started, you're you're kind of sitting there and you're like, All right, I don't know, I don't have a ton to go off of because most of you know, me seeing him play is with Oklahoma and Alabama, and to be honest with you, <laughs> I, uh, I've I've always been kind of a Jalen Hurts skeptic because at Alabama he was loaded with weapons around him, and I was always like, "Well, when is he going to take this next step?" Uh, in particular, that national championship game when it just seemed like he couldn't get anything going in the first half, and then eventually they put Tua in, and then you know Hurts transfers and that. I don't know. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say that. He can't be a good starting quarterback in this league. I'm just saying, I don't know that I would sit there if I was a Cowboys fan this morning and go, man, I don't want to deal with a decade of that. I don't The Eagles got their guy. We're in trouble. I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far. Like, I don't know. I don't know that he's that guy. But um, I still I still feel that when Dak Prescott comes back, he's the unquestioned, will be the unquestioned best quarterback in this, in this division. And that's obviously the most important thing because it's the most important position. But uh, yeah, I mean, they deserve credit for, for winning that game. And, and I wrote about yesterday, specifically two two instances that really impressed me in the game. And, and I know most people will say it was the receivers or Andy Dalton or even Zeke showing up and having a, a big day in one of his best three games of the season. But no, I, it was two defensive possessions. One was after right after the Deshaun Jackson 81-yard touchdown. To sit there and get a three and out right after that, now uh, the Eagles went; they went they ended up going with uh, a pair of run plays on second and third down, or sorry, yeah, yeah second and third down. And there was, they got big plays out of Neville Gallimore and Justin Hamilton, which going into this game, I don't know if you're really expecting that to happen. That was huge to force a three and out right after that because we've seen that team this year completely crumble in those situations. The other one was how they played right after Andy Dalton's interception. Mm-hmm. Cowboys were still up thirty seventeen, but there's still a full quarter to play. If they collapsed like they had done in previous, I mean, in previous games, I could easily have seen them losing this game. that That could have been a huge momentum shift. It was their only turnover in the game, only turnover the last three weeks. and to sit there and get another big defensive stop, not give up any points there, completely shut down the Eagles. That was huge, too. So I mean those two particular defensive stands, uh, and then obviously getting more t- more takeaways. I mean, that's the thing, that trend, that ten in the last three games. Crazy man, I didn't. I didn't see that coming.
3: Yeah, we haven't seen a run like that in a long time. I believe in your article you wrote that uh, 2014 was the last run like that. And you know that first stop that you had just uh, alluded to. You know the Cowboys had a fourth and in inches, you know, or, or fourth and half a yard there. And I think there might have been some people on this podcast. At least there's one who's talking to you right now who was going, well, why? why What's the point in even playing if you're not going to go for it there? Like, I was kind of going, we're just going to flip the field so the Eagles can score on us again. Because at that point in the game, it really did feel like they were kind of clinging to straws while drowning. And then they got it figured out. And that's kind of my biggest takeaway is, you know, this defense, we've never asked them to go be a top 10 defense this year. We've said, hang in there. Uh, You're going to take some body blows, but let's see if we can get some field goals and let's get some turnovers. And to make adjustments, I mean, I, I thought with just with some quarterback keepers and things like that, and Hurts did hurt them with those early on. And they, quite frankly, looked like they didn't have a clue. But at some point, they made adjustments to how they were playing Jalen Hurts. And what the Cowboys did is something that other NFL teams haven't done yet this season, is they put on display Jalen Hurts' deficiencies as a pocket passer. Get a little pressure on him, but keep him in the pocket. Okay, when he's running out of the pocket, he can go make some plays. But when he's got to step up and he's got to okay, Randy Gregory's coming and he's got to step up and avoid it. He doesn't have the feel. He doesn't feel it coming. Much one of like the key Carson- things
4: they one of the key things they did is they went with a lot of three down linemen. Only only going yes. with three up front, and then having CJ Goodwin be as a, a spy. Uh, to come up and make a play. Obviously, he's quick in the special teams game. He could move, you know all over the field pretty well. So uh, that was that was a little tweak there. We haven't seen Huge. that and and they brought that out for that game. that that was that was impressive.
3: no, I, I thought I thought it was outstanding strategy. And that's what you're looking to see. Uh, like it's no mistake. I don't think uh, the last three wins are gonna like keep the defensive coaching staff off the hot seat by any means. Um, but that was very, um, encouraging, you know, to, to see, okay, seeing a problem, identifying it, making a change on it. And then, and then that not being a problem anymore, the rest of the game, you know, like it was, it was really, really good to see. Spe- everyone, especially
4: in a case of what they were defending is what is the future of the NFL. It's absolutely, you know, mobile quarterbacks, uh, that can beat you with their legs or with a big arm that can make a big play. So you have to find ways to adjust to it as opposed to just all your pressure coming from your front four because the league is mostly po- pocket passers. Yeah, the game's changed. And so, yeah, to see them make that adjustment, that was a very positive sign. That was that was interesting.
3: You know, and the other thing that I want we wanted to see out of the defense is someone that is not Demarcus Lawrence and we'll say not Alden Smith. I'll give Alden Smith a little bit of this because he's had a little, little runs to take over just little spurts of the game. Because you have that all across the league. You will see the elite-level defenders have these little spells where they just take over little portions of the game, and you look back at it and go, well, that was a huge difference. And Randy Gregory absolutely did that yesterday. I mean, and it's mainly in the second half. But he was a force pretty much all game long, but really in the second half when you saw the turnaround happening. And that's where you go, okay, so if he can do that too. You know, I was thinking about that game and who they didn't have. You know, not having Leighton Vanderesh. and I'm one who's kind of in the boat that Vanderesh has been okay this year. I I don't think he's been. Um, I, I'll say I, he's been much better than Jalen. I guess right. I feel like we always gauge our linebacker play on Jalen, but I was like, okay, so Vanderesh, But I thought Sean Lee made some plays. Like you look around, Sean Lee made some big plays. Like wow, all right. But you're right. The the, the penny package that they brought in. With CJ Goodwin, that really was huge. Like, how many times have we seen this team when they have uh, reverted to like a spy technique? They're like, you know what? We'll put Jalen as the spy. Like, well, that would be the worst idea you could ever do. And to not see that happen was great. So, uh, and I think, just to be fair, I think you should give the, the coaching staff and, and Mike McCarthy credit as well. And there are some things that happened in yesterday's game that I disagreed with with uh, Mike McCarthy in terms of going for it and settling for field goals and things like that. But you should get a lot of credit because they uh, they did look like an inspired team and they looked like a team that was, um, you know, quite frankly, for most of the game looked like the better team. And you know what they are. Maybe they are. They're better than the Eagles. Great. Um, Got to go do it again against the Giants. Um, I would like for them to wipe out the Giants and feel really good about it no matter what happens, you know on Sunday night with, with the Eagles and the and the football team. But I, I think the defense and Mike McCarthy, two, two, two areas of this team I've been hard on all year long, I want to give them some credit after that win.
4: So do you think they're ready now to win next week and then two weeks from now go beat Tampa Bay and shut down Tom Brady, huh?
3: No, no, I don't think they'll they'll beat anyone in the playoffs besides maybe – like, uh, and they wouldn't play him. But like, may- maybe the Bears. Maybe you know, maybe Trubisky throws you the ball three times.
4: Oh, you they know? they they could beat the Rams.
3: Oh, they could beat the Rams right now. Yes. Yeah. I mean, right now the Rams are a mess with the, the thumb too with Jared Goff. I mean, the Rams might not make it, but yeah. you know, I I think for instance the Arizona team that dominated you earlier in the year, I think they still go beat you pretty good. And I don't with, think hey, even with world the CG- beaters.
4: Hold on, with the C.J. Goodwin package?
3: Okay, so we've got this penny package we've been hiding all year. Where was that in week six?
4: Well, <laughs> don't write that off just yet.
3: Uh, yeah, I, again, I'm not, look, uh, we'll get into it in a minute. I, I don't know saying the defensive staff have saved their job or anything, but uh, I think I think that they're safe to sleep in their own beds without fear of someone chopping their head off overnight.
4: No, you made a, you made a good point, too, about, them having this defensive performance with guys missing. I mean, you don't have Leighton Van Esch, You don't have Antoine Woods. You don't have Xavier Woods. I mean, that's the middle of your entire defense there that you didn't have for this game. So, and of course, Hey, let, let's be honest. They were dealing with injuries too. I mean, it was, it was obviously ideal for the Cowboys that early in this game, uh, Fletcher Cox didn't have his pads on. I mean, that was very, very advantageous for the Cowboys. Cause I, I, I feel pretty confident that um, he would have went to work against this offensive line, but a, a lot of credit to Andy Dalton too, for, um, yeah, he takes some sacks, but he really gets the ball, continues to get the ball out quick. You, you just, I mean, the, the veteran presence that he has, that, that was his best game as a cowboy. Um, I mean, the receivers did a lot uh, to get a lot of those yards, but I mean, still he put it, put them in good situations. And really, other than that one down the middle, to where he just, he just, the throw right from when he released it just looked like he was late to CD Lamb. That's the one that I think was Darius Slay picked off. Other than that, like he was pretty much on the money, uh, didn't really put the ball in harm's way. Uh, so I thought it was a really good game from him. And then just those receivers, you just, you see why it, it you know, we weren't just blowing smoke talking about three 1,000 yard receivers. Those guys certainly have the ability to do that. And then you you mix in Dalton Schultz and then, when you got Zeke playing like that, we, we didn't even see much of Tony Pollard after he had a big game the week before. So well, while there's injuries everywhere else, those skill position guys are still there to, me, ma- to make plays if you can get them the ball uh, in space, and obviously they did in this game. And so all those are positives. Um, I just wonder if you can count on the Eagles now to beat Washington. I just I don't know about that. Going into that that final game, that Sunday night game, I don't know what the Eagles really have to play for now that they've been eliminated from the – from the postseason, and they're going to go now they host Washington. And, and I think with Washington, you know, there's, there's guys that they had out yesterday that would make a difference. Obviously, Alex Smith being one, Terry McLaurin being one. Um, So, I don't know. Part of me feels like the Cowboys are going to beat the giants, but then Washington's going to ruin their party later on that night. But if they don't, Hey, there's a possibility. Tom Brady and company coming to AT&T stadium a couple of weeks.
3: Which it was, look, I know, like, uh, with all the draft people, dude, that would be awesome. The, yeah. Uh, hosting a playoff game would be awesome. It's still, like, it would be great. No matter who you're playing and no matter what happens in that game. And, uh, well, I'll do it in a minute. Uh, what I want to say is, with that Washington team, you know, Haskins, they benched him yesterday. They ran Yeah, he's t- not good. He's no, really no, not. He's got, t- he's really he's not got good. a lot of issues. He had so much glitter on his face shield. Um, Taylor Heineke, though, actually gave him a little something at the end and I was like, okay, so that's their option if Alex Smith can't go. I mean, I think Alex Smith goes Sunday night and and you know what? I saw a clip again of that, that e 60 and I was like, thank God his wife wasn't the doctor there because she was like, I was telling the doctor, just cut it off. Well, no, (laughs) no, because then he wouldn't have a leg. I'm glad the doctors didn't listen to Alex Smith's wife. Um, Point well, let's out, be
4: to be fair here. There was some thought of if they they might kinda, have been the options are don't remove his leg and he loses his life. So when you're comparing those two things to losing an NFL career and losing your life, I mean there needs to be some context you're right. there.
3: You're right. Everything's out the window when there's a fluctuating eating bacteria. You're gonna yeah involved. you you
4: cut your leg off if it saves your life. KT, go ahead and write Still. that
3: down. Well, I, I think Alex Smith will play um, and. Uh, And I don't, you know, yesterday it was even before the game when the reports were trickling out. I think Alex, like, they're like, oh, yeah, probably not going to be Alex Smith the the closer you got. Washington was probably like, well, if we're going to do this, let's do it next week. Let's go ahead and give him a week to get ready. So it makes sense. And I do think with, with him playing, that does just make enough of a difference. Again, it's not, it is important to remember who you've beaten. And, you know, that's why yesterday's win is awesome. and It's always fun to beat the Eagles. But, uh, you know, it's still the Eagles. And God knows what their mindset's going to be going into that thing. Uh, I Surely you have some pride and you don't want to get embarrassed on national TV on Sunday Night Football. But, uh, you know, who knows what's going on with them. You do like that Jalen Hurts had kind of given them a little bit of a boost. If you need them to win, though, because... It feels like a Carson Wentz led Eagles team wouldn't be giving you much of a chance, but maybe the Hurts will. So that's a that's that, that's really out of your control. Like honestly, if you didn't want it to be that way, then you should have won more games earlier in the year, and you have a uh, you know you have it all in your own control. What you can control is you can go beat the Giants and you can go out four and zero like McCarthy talked about, and you will get a seven and nine season, and that I don't care who it is, and I realize. You know, a third of the roster turns over, but that is great building blocks for everyone, and maybe your defensive coaching staff. So I'm, I'm all on board. No matter what, just gonna take care of business against the Giants. I think, I think you can, I think you should be able to do. You know, so I, I feel good about the Cowboys getting a win and just hang out all day and just hope for the best on Sunday night because it's really out of your hands. And so I was just kind of wondering, like, if. If Dalton doesn't get knocked out slash COVID, do they do they win the game against Philadelphia the first time? The the Nucci game? The Ben DiNucci game? You know, maybe.
4: maybe. Yeah, maybe, but for me, it's still... It, if they fall short, it goes back to that last Washington game where they're going for it on 4th yeah. and 10, and clearly still a, a very good ball game there, and that kind of decides your division. If they fall short... That'll be the game I look back to. Not it will not be any. There's it's like not even close for me. It's that's that's yeah. the clear. That's the one right there. And it almost comes down to one in one play as well. Uh, that will be to me if they fall short, that will be the most memorable play of this season will be the fake punt. Cedric Wilson lose one yard run.
3: I'm not doing it today. I'm not even going to. I'm not. I'm giving like McCarthy's to the coach of the year. So I'm not oh, doing it. Today.
4: OK. Okay, well, no, I mean, he can still get that. I'm not
3: doing it. I'm just saying, today I'm not doing it. I'm just, I'm not. I. But, yeah, you're right. That does immediately jump out. And, and, and that doesn't mean that I will forget about Monday night football against the Cardinals. And just, you know, like, I won't forget about what happened that night when there was some quitting happening. Like, that type of stuff is not, like, quitting is a strong word, I know. But, like, yeah. you know. There were effort issues, questions,
4: so much also, so that the head coach felt he needed to address it with the team. Yeah, no, I I remember those. I, just yeah. I don't. I, what what happens in my mind is when like I see a win, I don't just oh, whoop, erase everything else. <laughs> everything ya. everything's fine here. <laughs> like no, I mean, there there's a process that got you to this. So yeah, um, hey, win and out. I still think
3: I still think we should see more Tony Pollard, yeah, and maybe a little less Zeke. But, you know, Zeke was good yesterday. But I still think, like, let's kind of get those percentages, you know, when we're talking about who's getting the carries. Maybe it doesn't have to be 90-10. You know, maybe we can go more like a 65-35.
4: The thing that interests me, though, about Zeke here, a little something something that stood out to me, and uh, I should have included it in what I wrote for today, but, uh, you know, his three best games in me, are really not close this season. It's the opener against the Rams. Mm-hmm. It's the Vikings game, and it's this one. And what okay. do they all have in common?
3: They're spread out.
4: Oh, and, and he didn't play the week before. Oh, so he's he's oh, yeah, a little bit more fresh than because the Vikings game was coming off the bye. Coming off the, bye. and then obviously yeah. he didn't play last week. And so I just I think that those three games you saw the a little bit more explosive Ezekiel than you've seen at any other time this season. And I think it just speaks to the type of wear and tear that he takes from week to week uh, on just his physical style of running. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. Just something that that stood out to me because I really, I really don't think it's in question. Like, I think those are clearly those three. I remember looking back at those games and being like, man, that, that looked like Zeke of, you know, 2016, 2017, you know, 2018.
3: No, and look, there's not there's there's like historical evidence too that tells you that once guys have taken on about the amount of of wear and tear that he has taken in his NFL career. Keep in mind he also took a lot in college, but like there is just a lot of statistical trending evidence that tells you guys don't have a very good career after they've taken on the amount of workload that Zeke has. There's exceptions to the rule, and that's how these types of discussions work, right? But, like, so, I mean, I don't think it's, like, some crazy thing that um, after, after like, a week off, like, oh, well, looks a little fresh. That's good. How's he recover this week? Can he look that fresh again on Sunday? Because Zeke had some big runs yesterday, and it was very important. I would like to see that again. Um, and I and I rose too, there's an offensive line component in play as well. Uh, still, just having uh, issues, having staying congruent, you know, just having some symmetry on the offensive line. Like, it's been a problem all year. I get that, and sometimes your running back has to wear a little bit of that. But like, I don't. I seeing that seeing Zeke have a good game is not surprising to me. I just want to see it more often. That's all. And if we can't see it more often, then I want to see more of the more explosive running back. Because even though Zeke had his longest run of the year, uh, 31 yards, I believe, yesterday, his longest run of the year, the guy who's more often, if you were just going to line him up and let him have 100 carries, who's the guy who's more likely to have a 50-yard carry? It's Tony Pollard every time. Well, I want to play that guy more. The guy who's got a chance of breaking a 50-yard run. It's... No different than, hey, I've got Derrick Henry, but if I had, and let's pretend that uh, the the Titans have 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 a good elusive running back. They really don't. Let's pretend they had Chris Johnson, just for the sake of it. I would love having Derrick Henry on the team, but I would probably still want to give Chris Johnson as many carries as possible because he has the ability of taking it 50 yards. And I just don't think Zeke has that ability anymore. I just don't think it'll happen. And with Tony Pollard, I think if I give him 20 carries, maybe one of those goes 40 yards. If I give Zeke 20 carries, how many of those is going 40 yards? I can tell you it's probably zero. And that's just where I stand on that. But, like, I've never been in the boat. Like, people are – I dealt with a lot of freak out on Twitter yesterday. You know, people were like, you've been trying to get rid of Zeke. Like, what? Like, I, A, like I have that power. And, B, no, I'm not. Like, I have the – like, we know he's going to be here next year. We know he's going to be here the year after that. We know he's going to be your starting running back. I just want to even it out because when Zeke plays, it's almost like Tony Pollard doesn't. And I know Tony Pollard didn't get it going yesterday. That's that's fine. Uh, Tony Pollard, you could argue, didn't have a great game two weeks ago when Zeke was out. You can say, he say, "I broke that one run," you know. So that's kind of where I'm at on that. It's just like I just want it to be a little more even. Because I really don't think it ever goes back to Zeke being a 2,000-yard back or whatever.
4: What One other thing I wanted to touch on was just the fact of how there's so much that goes on in an NFL game. There's so many players involved. I mean, it's just like, it's unlike any other sport. But if you really if you really look at it, it like these last three games, it does come down to as simple as, do you take care of the ball? And do you take the ball away from the other team? Like, I mean, you can look at like, like you look at the stats from from yesterday, it's like Eagles 24 first downs, Cowboys 22. <laughs> Time of possession, Eagles 29 minutes 22 seconds, Cowboys 30 minutes 38 seconds. My favorite uh stat of the game, rushing yards, Eagles 151, Cowboys 151. Like they're just like if you just look at those types of things, there isn't a huge difference. The big difference is three takeaways to only one takeaway. I, I mean, that's that. And just the way that they've played these last three weeks to have 10 takeaways to only give the ball up once, even though they're not the greatest teams they played, that's going to be that winning. Like, let's say they were able to sneak into the playoffs and play a Buccaneers team. Well, if you tell me that they can get Tom Brady to turn the ball over two or three times, which would be un Brady like. But if you did that, then even against a team that I don't ex- I wouldn't expect them to beat they're going to be in that ball game, and it goes back to what you said earlier about. Man, I wonder what would have happened if they would have had Andy Dalton instead of Ben DiNucci
2: that first time against that, the Eagles. Well, I don't know game- the way Andy was playing though. Remember how Andy was playing before the concussion yeah, yeah. and before COVID? Like he wasn't playing well it to begin with. I don't. I don't know if if having him would have made a difference. To be honest with you, it seems like he needed that break. You know, honestly, to get to get his feet under him as the starting quarterback and come back and hit a groove, which is what he did. You know, I, am not, I'm not going to say that that Tanucci game is automatically a win if it's, if it's, no, I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't say that either. I definitely, I I definitely wouldn't go that far.
4: Uh, I just think that it it probably would have been a little bit different if really any experienced quarterback was was playing in that game instead. I mean, they got four takeaways in that game and uh, that they, that game kind of showed you a similar formula, except that they just didn't have, Cause here, here's the thing. Like even with those four takeaways, as bad the as Dinucci play, they were still in it. Like late in the fourth quarter. Yeah, so, oh yeah,
3: I mean, it's still a close game. Yeah, I don't know if they would have won. I'm just like I'm looking for like reasons to where I, this thing could be in control, in your control instead of in Washington's control, though. You know, I just like now that's where you go. Oh man, if we would have done one thing right in that game, we got that win. You know, and I was thinking about it too. and I, I I need to pull up the, all the all of the scores and have them in front of me, but I'm like. There haven't been a ton of like one score games, I don't think. At least in my in my head, I'm not like going. Oh no, like,
2: this for the like Cowboys. Swing games, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they. It's funny. It's like they're either blowing somebody out or they're getting blown out. That's that's kind of the. What about the, the watermelon kick game? Are, are, okay, about, of course that one. Which watermelon and, game? There's like five now, John. No, uh, be more that specific. Was... That I said the watermelon kick game. Watermelon kick. Oh, okay. There you go. That's more specific.
3: I mean, yeah, yeah, that that Pittsburgh game too. I mean, Gary Gilbert was fine that game, but man, I think if you got the Andy Dalton that you got yesterday, which again did not exist in week nine, but the Andy Dalton that you got yesterday, maybe they get Pittsburgh. The game I go back
2: to is is the Thanksgiving game. And you know, how that one A is a division opponent that you you needed to win against, and B, um, you know, the first half of that game, they probably should have should have pulled away with it, but it was the opposite, (laughs) and you know the 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 Washington football team absolutely ran it down their throats and pulled away with it uh, in the second half. So if Dallas could have stopped anybody, you know, and I mean anybody, I'm pretty sure they had practice squad guys in there. Uh, you know, gaining yards in, in the running back position, but like if they could stop anybody in the running game this year, I feel like they would would easily win this division. That's been their Achilles' heel is the ability to stop teams on the ground. And you know, you touched on it, John. I was impressed. I didn't expect them to to be able to handle the the run pass option from from Jalen Hurts and to be able to stop Miles Sanders and and the Seagulls team. I, it's impressive, but you know that's that's kind of my biggest through line is is you know going into the offseason is maybe like the run game and the run defense both on offense and defense need improvement oh yeah it would just be completely
4: foolish to think that all right we've turned a corner no need right. to change anything I don't want here that to, be, you, to happen yeah let's just keep building on this no it's like I okay
2: mean- we got turnovers now so we're good yeah we we we, we got we got uh, guys that can That can get the ball. We got Donovan Wilson. We've got Trevon Diggs. Yeah, it's good. We'll we'll just plug some holes in the defensive line. No, that can't happen. Yeah, the other thing about that Washington game on Thanksgiving, too, is I think that there was some carryover from that
4: loss and the way they lost into that Baltimore game, too, because you look at their Ravens, and I know that they got 10 wins now, but they were not that Ravens team when the Cowboys played them. Uh, They were on a three-game losing streak, and uh, I'm not saying that the Cowboys have won that game, but I think they would have had a much better chance. I just, I don't know, there was... There were some issues there on, on defense there with some effort and things like that that might not have happened if you, uh, you know, would have played Washington to the very end, hadn't done some foolish, uh, made some foolish decisions on some special teams plays and such like that. So, no, that will always be the one I go back to. But I agree with you, Ken. Yeah, you can't take what they've done these last few weeks and say, yeah, everything's fine. Let's just keep rolling with this. And that'll be fine for, for next year, too, once once Dak gets back and everything will keep clicking. One thing I did want to ask you, KT, though, is uh, I saw you tweeting about this. So um, it doesn't appear that you're a fan of the idea of Mike McCarthy calling plays if Kellen Moore goes to Boise State. Is that correct?
3: Oh no, no, I think that'd be terrible. Um, but I, I, I don't know that that would be the immediate plan. Like, because I mean, if how how imminent would that be? Are we talking about Kellen? Uh, and I know uh, Mike respectfully uh, did not want to you know, talk about it after the game. Uh, it's certainly not his place to comment on that. Um, but, like, how imminent are we talking about? Like, you're hired as the new head coach at Boise State, get in there and start recruiting, or, well, hold on, let's see if we can beat the Giants and see if we make the playoffs. Like, and, make the, finishes, and make the Super Bowl. Calvin finishes the regular season, and then he leaves, or he finishes the season. I like I, already, I don't know. It's a little different when you're talking about going from pros to college because college, as we know, is just so nonstop. It's time to go. You know, go. <laughs> time to time to start. So, like, I I, I do wonder. I, I I feel like the immediate thing would be no. McCarthy would not call plays. But I no, know, I don't think he would
4: either. But I'm talking but about I, like going into next season.
3: Yeah, I think he would next year, or I think he would at least push for it. I think he would, he would want to do that.
4: You know him better than I, uh, from his time in green Bay, but there is a part of me just the sense I get off of this season that he does like being kind of, you know, like the CEO head coach where he can kind of, you know, have his hands in on everything as opposed to just focus on one side of the ball. At least that's what he's from what he says. Yeah. seems like that's what he enjoys. So I don't know that it's a guarantee. Like I think many would think with a head coach that has an offensive background who obviously has been an offensive play caller. So I don't know that that that's completely locked in there. I, I do think that he likes what this offense has done this year. And so maybe that lends itself to Doug Nussmeier getting that role. I don't know. Like, I don't know if he would really want to bring in a completely new person to just run the offense where I mm-hmm. think he probably likes the continuity that they've had so far, but, uh, it's tough to, it's tough to say right now I put it at 50 50 at best that he would call the plays next year I don't think it's a I don't think it's a guarantee at all I do think he likes kind of being the CEO head coach
3: no I do too and it, the thing is Mike's made comments this year it was earlier in the year about it being weird not calling plays and, and that type of thing I think it's something that he would like to do I guarantee you um I you know he would have he would he would want to have a lot of say in who they brought in if they didn't just roll with Nussmeier or even Joe Philbin who's a guy who, you know McCarthy's worked with for years um, you know and maybe they do maybe they bring in someone else to kind of keep things uh, inventive um, you know how well then also remember
4: the well, offense that he's gonna he would inherit too it's uh, not yeah. like he's taken over. It's not like he's yeah. taking over some scrub offense that he's got to, like, sit there no, and turn this sure. thing around. It's going to take forever. I mean, this is, you know, say what say what you want about the Cowboys. You can be as Man. critical as you want of, the, of them this season, and I probably won't argue with you too much. But when they're healthy on offense, they are set up to be one of the best offenses in the NFL, and I don't think there's any question about that.
3: This is where I want to use some caution here, because I told you I wasn't going to do it today. Yeah, I let's not be cautious. You, I told you wild. that. Today is about giving McCarthy props, right? You know how some guys, when they're calling plays, they look just real calm and, I mean, you know, they could have a a bee about to sting them and they'd never know it. You know, then these guys are head coaches. You know, you just see them. they just kind of there. They call the plays. McCarthy, one thing that drove me nuts about him in Green Bay is he would get so intense – With calling plays, which is fine. That you would sometimes go, "Hey man, you know, like there's a game over here, and you might could have challenged this play, or like just just little things that about the game management aspect of it, and you're like, okay, well now you're you're still yelling at the ref because the ref called illegal formation on this play you had there, and instead like little things like that that make you go, okay. Does he have it in him? And maybe he does. And this is like a part of like growing and getting better to be a more of a stoic play caller. I know this sounds crazy, but like what I'm trying to say is like a guy who is still bloodline is equal at all times. We're not going and getting caught up in the highs and lows of the game. Um, Much like yesterday, I thought he actually overall did a good job of not getting caught up in the highs and lows of the game. Although I would have been more of a, Let's go for it on the one yard line without Fletcher Cox in the game. You know, twice I would have <laughs> probably gone for it instead of kick the field goal. Turns out, you know, he probably made the right goal. But like to me, that's the thing that could, which concerned me most is like, okay, A, I think losing Kellen, I, th- I find Kellen to be an asset to this organization.
4: Um, with with all things I mean, considered, I think
3: really good.
4: With all things considered, not knowing what could happen with Kellen Moore, uh, your obvious. Uh, uh, I shouldn't say disdain. You're you obviously don't want Mike McCarthy to potentially call the plays.
3: I don't trust him.
4: Okay, you don't know what's going to happen with the defensive staff if there's going to be changes. If they keep the same, so with all of this considered, as of today, would you rather be the Dallas Cowboys or the Philadelphia Eagles? Cowboys. Absolutely, I agree. I agree too.
3: And I know who and I know that which quarterback I'm going to pay, and I feel great right. about it too. You know, I mean, I think, I think the Eagles are sitting there going, God, well, there's probably no going back on this Wentz thing now, is there? Like, I, I mean, I can't imagine what they're thinking. And they might, they might be considering firing their coach. Who knows what they're thinking internally, but the Cowboys are set, you know, they're, they're set up to do good things. They have very noticeable improvements they have to make. And we all know what they are, but like they are set to go be a winning team and probably would be if Dak didn't get hurt. You know, probably over 500 team this year, probably won the division two weeks ago. You know, this would you, thing would would be you rather be the
4: Cowboys or the Washington football team?
3: I, I think I would rather be the Cowboys because I, again, I know what's happening at quarterback. As long as I know what's happening at quarterback, the rest I feel like I could figure out, you know, um, you know, having Chase Young is great. Um, but who's throwing passes for them next year? Alex Smith again? Well, I don't know if Alex Smith's gonna go win me ten games. I like I don't know. Um I I do like what Washington is building and I think everyone does. I mean, um from a especially uh, defensively, but you're not, I'm not scared of Washington. No one's I mean, I think any any team, if you're talking about like whoever wins in this division and they're the four seed and they host the game. And you know, maybe maybe Washington goes, Oh, you know what, they could stymie me our offense a little bit, but I don't think any other team in the NFC playoffs is going, oh, phew, well, now that the Washington football team's in there, we don't struggle. You know, like, no one's no one's uh, shivering in their underwear about the thought of having to go play Washington. This, the division sucks. The division sucks. But what can I take out of it? I've got the best quarterback in the division, bar, bar none, like with Dak, right, we're good on that. I have, do I have the best group of playmakers in the division? I do. Do I have one of the best coaches in the division? Maybe. Maybe you do. I, I think the big question goes, how How do they let these last few games, in which they have gotten a lot of turnovers, how do these evaluations skew what they do from a personnel standpoint and from a defensive coaching standpoint? Like, we've talked a lot about these guys making plays who could uh, help get themselves – uh, put themselves in the mix next year and and possibly may make you go, well, maybe that's not as dire of a need. That was real interesting yesterday that Jordan Lewis played some safety. Thought that was very interesting. Didn't get a lot of snaps back there, but I thought that was interesting and something to watch. Seeing Anthony Brown get another interception, you go, okay. I know Anthony Brown. He's been in the system. I know that he can be a starter. Do I need him to be better? Yeah. But I know he can be a top three cornerback on this team. I like knowing that. I had no idea what Xavier Woods is. And I don't feel great about Donovan Wilson as a starting safety, but, you know, there's a lot of things you got to figure out. That's where I start to go okay, well, is Mike Nolan safe? I don't know. We got to find out if some of his players are safe first. Because, you know, I don't know if you want Cheeto coming back. You're probably not going to pay Cheeto $2 million or $3 million to come back. He's not going to have a big market, but you're probably not going to want him around. And Cheeto's a good dude, but, like, make a play, you know, and make a lot of plays.
4: Well, they didn't Um, even start him in the game. I thought that was kind of surprising. Instead of going with the rotation of Anthony Brown and Trayvon Diggs on the one side, they just were like, no, we're going to start Anthony Brown and Trayvon Diggs. And then Cheeto gets in there, and obviously they go deep to Deshaun Jackson there. Um yeah, I, I would. I'd agree with you though. I would. I would rather be the Cowboys in Washington. I mean, the the Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat, Chase Young. That's obviously very appealing. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, I'm, and I like Terry McLaurin too. But obviously, the Cowboys have good wide receivers. So, and then same thing with the Giants. Like, I mean, obviously, the Giants get Saquon Barkley back. They'll be better there. But you know, their quarterback situation isn't anything that you feel great about. So, I think they're in a great position here. Uh, but. I don't know. There's still there's still things. There's still things on defense that I don't know. I I just can't expect them to sit there and and get three turnovers per game for for a full season. And that's the great equalizer with that defense, because it still is a defense that you can run on.
3: Yeah, no, absolutely. It's such a league of of parity. We're so used to like divisions kind of turning around pretty quickly, you know, like, oh, well, you know, two years. The cycle has changed or whatever, you know, or or, or something. It's like, well, it kind of feels like all these teams could probably all go eight and eight again. Um, yeah, you, know, you know, like, oh, is there anything about what's happened with the Giants that makes you go, you know, what? Feels like they're on the cusp of nine and seven. Well, I don't know. It feels like they got a lot of work to do. You know, that's what it feels like. Um, one thing I do want to want to bring up because uh, you know a lot of Cowboys fans are into this type of thing. Going over to Tankathon, John. Yes. Philadelphia Eagles currently have the sixth pick in the draft, 4-10-1. Them and the Bengals will be slugging it out over the weekend. Um, the Giants at the 8th pick, the Cowboys at the 11th pick. Washington, of course, at the 19th pick. So down to the 11th pick in the draft.
4: I don't think that's that bad. But, I mean, do you really think there's a significant difference in this draft
2: between 6 and 11 if you're not looking for a quarterback? Right. That's, that's what I was going to say is, yeah. is, you know, the team tank stuff is great when you have a chance at the top five pick and can get a franchise-altering quarterback and or player. But once you're outside yeah. of that, they're still going to get a great player. You know, it is, since there's no standout pass rusher in this draft, since there's no standout you know running back in this draft, there's... There's a lot of great wide receivers. I don't think they'll go there, but you know, there's going to be there's going to be a an offensive lineman, a defensive uh, you know, lineman, a uh, pass rush type guy, or there's going to be a defensive back in that in that range that's going to make you a better team immediately. Yeah, for me it's not even about the number on the
4: pick. It's it's really about the players that are available because yep. there's some drafts where like you look back to Aaron Donald draft, you know, uh, you know, 14 where, you know, Zach Martin falls to you. I mean, you know, they're still, I mean, those drafts were loaded. This draft doesn't seem like it's going to be that at all. And so because of that, that's why I don't, I don't see a huge difference between six and 11. Um, and I'll be honest with you. I know a lot of people disagree with this. I'd rather have, I'd rather have the 19th pick. I, re- I really would, because that means then you, you finished strong, you made the playoffs, regardless of what happens in that playoff game. Yeah, it sucks to be picking another eight or nine picks later than what you were going going to. But I think for a first-year staff, that would that would be so, so big. Now, the other thing, though, I wanted to point out, one quick thing uh, about the game. And I know you touched on Randy Gregory briefly, but I just mm-hmm. – that sack he had, that's another one. I, again, like I, I, I wish I would have written about this as well, because another huge play in that game was it was still 30-17. This is like midway through the third. The Cowboys get a field goal to go up 30-17. Philly gets the ball back and Hertz goes deep to Watkins, 43 yard gain first play. Mm-hmm. Again, one of those type of situations where you're like, I've seen this defense this year. They're going to, this is going to be bad. They're giving up points on this drive for sure. The very next play, that's when Randy gets that, that sack that it ended up like forcing a fumble. They recovered yeah. it, but it was an eight yard loss that set them off on everything. And they just were not the same the, the rest of the way from there. Uh, I think that's a really positive thing. You got Randy on contract for at least one more season. You know, you don't know what's going to happen with Alden Smith. The idea of Randy Gregory and DeMarcus Lawrence together. I mean, I feel like as the season has gone on, you have to feel more and
2: more comfortable with that.
3: No, yeah, you absolutely do. And you know, there's so many times yesterday when I was going, this is going to end up 31, 30 Philadelphia, isn't it? Like, is it just like the Cowboys just couldn't get another point. Now it felt like every time they were even getting close to field goal range, something bad would happen offensively. And, would shut it down, and every time the Eagles crossed midfield, it felt like Randy Gregory made a play, and and that was you know kind of what we saw last year with Robert Quinn made a lot of plays at big points in games. It would go, man, where would they be without Robert Quinn? I mean, Randy Gregory made so many good plays. I obviously, obviously, you can't just go, okay, well, Randy Gregory, you'll probably never be able to do this with him. Randy Gregory is my starting right defensive end. Lock it in. You can go. Randy Gregory is a defensive end for me, right? You can have to look at it that way. Um, the thing I, I was kind of wondering about is how close, because I do think it, I do think Alden Smith coming back on an affordable deal makes sense. And I wonder how important Jim Tom Sula is to Alden Smith. Obviously, played for him in San Francisco. Uh, and I wonder if there's a Jim Tom factor on that defensive line, too. I mean, he's got a great reputation as a coach and has for years. And I wonder how much that would pay off. Like, because having Gregory and Alden Smith back, Alden Smith back for, for obviously on, on a friendly deal, makes you f- feel better about going all in on Randy Gregory here. I mean, you know, like having a little bit of insurance just in case. So I just wonder how much, like how tight Alvin Smith and Jim Tomsula are to, cause I think part of Randy, I mean, obviously Randy's got another year, as you said, I don't know if Randy's the time. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how you even go about, obviously the Cowboys can't be doing out a ton of huge contracts anyways. Um, they just feel so much better about, Doing something with Randy that's mid-termish, not long-termish, but midtermish. If I know if they've got Alvin Smith next year as well, see if it's going to give Randy another year. You know, Randy's agent might be like, screw that, we're not doing that. We're we it's some big money, but uh they they got some interesting things they've got to figure out with both both Randy and Alden. Uh but you know, Alden's is a little more pressing. And I just wonder if there's a Tom Sula relationship because I mean, it's been talked about many times this year about a defensive coaching staff maybe getting blown out. I don't know if that's the case. If McCarthy's got any say, then that's definitely not gonna be the case. I don't think this defensive staff's getting blown out if McCarthy has the say. Based on his history in Green Bay, which where his defensive guys were really they stayed for a long time. I don't know if he's gonna go wanna get rid of Mike Nolan. I don't think that's something that's necessarily gonna happen. And I don't even know like how Mike Nolan, maybe there's a way like Mike Nolan could be a assistant coach. Maybe he's not your defensive coordinator. Maybe those are coming. Maybe, maybe a reshuffling in the organization. You know, they'll find a way to Rich Dalrymple find a way to, you know, word this thing where they make some things defensively, make some changes defensively without guys losing their jobs. I kind of see that happening before, you know, blow out the defensive staff. And i am not just reacting to these three games. Like kind of felt like they probably wouldn't get like all just let go no matter what happened these last four games. So it's you move because,
4: in, do you move in George Edwards to the defensive coordinator?
3: I don't know. You know, that's the thing that's it's hard to know because the we have no access to these guys this year. I'm right? just
4: saying that would be the only other person that's currently on the staff. I mean you're gonna make Jim Tom Sula to DC. I don't I don't think you're gonna make the know. linebacker or DB's coach that. So if they were gonna stay by just reshuffling Edwards, who was well, the Vikings defensive coordinator for what, five, six years, I believe, something like that.
3: Can you reshuffle while still adding someone from the outside?
4: Yeah, I guess that's uh, that could potentially happen, yeah. I mean I guess it, it all depends on who that guy is from the outside, though.
3: Yeah, it's probably I mean, not
4: going to be some new first-year defensive coordinator. I wouldn't think. I would think it would be someone that they all feel comfortable with. Yeah, that's a veteran guy.
3: Maybe that's a discussion for down the road because he's still got another game, man.
4: Oh, this is the there's still another game. There's the playoffs. There's the Super Bowl. We got a long way. Oh out yeah, for that. Oh yeah,
2: man, we're going all the way. This thing turned around. And, you know, I if you had told me four weeks ago this is what we'd be talking about. I don't know. I would have never believed you. Oh, I don't think it was that that outlandish when you looked at what's left on the schedule. Yeah, but what's left on the schedule against Arizona? Oh my god, dude! They the the fourth quarter. Watching the Dallas Cowboys in the fourth quarter this season, they might be the worst team in the NFL the way they've played in the fourth quarter. I mean, it's unbelievable. I can't. I owe this all to Andy Dalton, to be honest with you. I mean, the way that guys come in and the way he's led this football team and gave, given that offense enough confidence to say it doesn't matter how, how crappy those guys are on the other side, we can win this game is, is amazing. Um, I just I think a lot of the stuff that we're saying that's
4: positive has a lot to do with the fact they still have a chance to make the playoffs, which they would not have if they were in any other division yes, in the league. Yes.
2: We would just be talking about wow, look how great they're playing. They got a chance to win seven games. It's not so much this about, about how good the Cowboys are, but about how bad everything is around them as well. You know, y- yeah,
3: you're you know you're right. The carrot of a playoff game means way much more than the carrot of finishing a season four and zero.
4: Yeah. Yes. because
3: i would th- i think I would probably revert back to uh some of the people that I hate. I would probably revert to why are they ruining their draft position but like I've always wanted to win because hey if the idea of winning a division and going to the playoffs then you should always do that like I just believe that like the playoffs the reason you play right to go to the playoffs and see if you can make a run, I would want to be a part of that uh you know, finishing a year 4-0, I think, you're great and stuff, but it means way less than going to the playoffs. So, you're right. If they were in any other division, it might feel a little different. But Kent makes a good point. Like, for years, this team, or really, not years, I would say, well, yeah. In recent years, they've been like, oh, we don't really need a backup quarterback. It's, you know, Cooper Rush, ha-ha, <laughs> we'll be fine. Dak's not going to get hurt anyways. We're good, you know. And then to see them the year that they actually do invest in that and to see it work out, unfortunately at the cost of that getting hurt, but like it is, it is great. I do wonder if Andy Dalton has made himself some money somewhere. I, I deep down, I hope he's the type of guy who's like happy to be here, uh, like staying here and would do a, you know, chase Daniel type deal to be your backup quarterback, your veteran backup quarterback, and it doesn't kill your cap or anything. And, He's there in case something does happen with Dak. I, I think I would like that, but you know, I wouldn't wouldn't be like uh, you know, terribly surprised if he's a a bridge somewhere if someone wants him. I don't know
4: to be like a starter while they groom their young guy.
3: Yeah, like I mean, maybe
4: I, one of the teams that drafts one of these quarterbacks relatively high. Like obviously not Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence is starting day one, but I'm saying like maybe another team that drafts a trey lance or justin fields yeah. and they're like yeah brother we want to start a veteran in front of him." like i don't know i don't know if that's more appealing to him or not knowing that hey you're not going to keep this job they're going to give it to this kid eventually you know maybe it is maybe it isn't i mean i know he likes obviously living in the area um and I, and i know he's liked his experience this year with the cowboys but i don't know if he gets a chance to start somewhere else he's going to take it
3: yeah no i think i think so too and I don't, know, I don't know that he would. Like, I still think teams would probably go, like, oh, I'll see if I can get Jameis, you know, uh, in New Orleans or someone like that, you
4: know. Um, what about Cam Newton? Would you rather have Cam Newton or Andy Dalton?
3: I'd rather have Andy Dalton. I, I mean, think I Andy would, Dal- too. <laughs> Andy Dalton still can throw a football. Like, Cam yeah. doesn't have any zip. And it's it's clear, I, I mean, with Andy Dalton, you can still see the zip. I mean, and, and look, you're going to get a bad decision every once in a while. You're going to get uh, a sack that's taken that makes you go, God, here we are behind the chains again every once in a while. That's just yeah, that's, part of it. That's, that's going to be of every backup in the league. And, and, and yeah. There,
4: yeah, there's a lot of starters in the league. You can say that about too, well, you know?
3: Yeah. Well, As evidenced by the team we saw play yesterday. I mean, yeah. look, the Jalen Hurts honeymoon should be over in Philadelphia because <laughs> he that that is the Jalen Hurts I know. Yesterday, that that's the one I know. Like uh, when pressure, when he's asked to go step up and make plays in the pocket, are you going to do it? And I just don't think he is. So they got a lot. You don't think he's Russell Wilson?
4: Then is what you're saying? No,
3: <laughs> no, no. I, I saw some of those comparisons on
4: Twitter last week, so I found that entertaining.
3: Philadelphia picked sixth. I wonder if they would consider maybe a. Maybe Trey Lance. Oh, another Dakota North,
4: North Dakota State guy. Ooh. Dude,
3: Trey Lance is fun. Trey Lance is fun. I don't know. That's, that's just interesting. Maybe Justin Fields is there.
4: I really uh, think the, the the sports fans in Philadelphia would completely embrace them drafting another quarterback in North Dakota right now. They would they would love that, buy the jerseys, and that would be huge for the city.
3: He's going to be just like the other one.
4: <laughs> it's
2: so we'll get bad. there. We we'll, we got uh, we got so much draft talk, you know, yeah, coming we'll up. There. As soon as the Cowboys are out of the uh, out of the playoffs, or as soon as they win the Super Bowl, it's going to be draft, draft, draft. Yeah, around here. So it's I can't wait for, for the parade. Yeah, well, parade. The parade. Masked up. Everybody been... been masked, socially distanced. Super Bowl parade. It's going to be awesome.
3: <laughs> or oh yeah. Or not. Co- or not. Covid yeah. parade. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
4: um, Just keep your I, distance.
2: By the yeah, way. Everyone, um, send Kevin Turner your well wishes. He, he ha- at this moment, has the novel coronavirus yeah. and has wow. been dealing with it and is uh, isolating. Thank you for being able to do this pod still, Kevin. Your sacrifice is oh, not yeah. unnoticed. And, um, yeah, so definitely tweet Kevin and make sure he's doing well out there.
3: I'm a true patriot. Um, put your
2: business out on the streets like that, huh?
3: No, nah, it's fine. I, I tweeted it. I think my bosses at the at the radio station were like, hey, could you tell us before you uh, let that get out on social media? I was like, know, yeah, I just wanted to see what everyone's response was. And you know what it was on my Twitter where people love to just kick me in the nuts all the time? Was, well, if you would have wore a mask. <laughs> like, hey, I've been like the safest guy ever. And, uh, you know, you can get it anywhere, right? Uh if you'd have worn a mask, like you've been telling everyone else to do, maybe you wouldn't have got it. It's Like God, screw you guys. <laughs> um, what do you guys think, Garrett's revenge? You think Garrett's gonna have a bunch of trick plays ready to go? No, you know Garrett. You know the. You know Garrett does not want the Cowboys making. The He'll have trick plays,
2: him. but the Giants are the Giants, and um, the Cowboys are playing just too well right now. I don't. I don't think the Giants have a chance. I think. The, I think Dallas wins. Now the the question is if if Philadelphia can beat Washington, which I don't think I don't think that can happen. So that's that's where I'm watching next week. It's not the Cowboys and Giants, it's the Eagles and uh Washington football team.
3: You know, I, I just think I I I don't think Washington has enough like offensive playmakers to where I feel comfortable going Yeah, I I still yeah. think the Eagles can do it. Um you know, it seemed, seeing them have Antonio Gibson back was a, was a little helpful, a little burst out of their offense. But, like, without McLaurin yesterday, and then obviously obviously, that's a bad quarterback play going on, but it was really, really slim pickings for them offensively. They were very station to station and just couldn't get anything going. And they're begging guys like Steven Sims to, you know, make a play downfield. Like, you're going, okay, well, how are they gonna ever going to win? Um, so,
4: you know, I, I – Chase Young Chase Young has to go out there take the ball then he runs with the ball into the end zone
1: then they get back
4: on defense and then he takes the ball again and then he runs it back and then the third time he picks up the quarterback and runs with him and puts him in the end zone
3: the statistics tell you and I saw this because I watched NBC last night and Steve Kornacki had his map out the statistics would tell you that Washington obviously because they can win and get in yeah, uh, probably that's what's going to happen. So, like, I, I do. I was kind of though thinking, you know, Garrett does not want McCarthy making the playoffs. Like, even if they didn't play on Sunday, if Garrett was sitting on his couch at home, right, just enjoying the game with his wife, you know, he doesn't want them making the playoffs. He doesn't want. Them. You because if you're at all competitive, you're you're pissed that you you got fired from that job, or let go. I guess I can see he was really never fired, let go. I, I I would say, I would say look out for uh, Red Bull's revenge this weekend.
2: <laughs> That's what. Uh, <laughs> who are you talking about, Andy or? Uh- Garrett. Well,
3: maybe you- that's the maybe that's our key matchup. Andy Dalton versus Red Ball Jason or Red Garrett. Balls.
2: I need to know. The- All right, we'll end there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, KT. You can close us out now. <laughs>
3: Happy to do it. All right, Sunday, Cowboys Giants. Um, possibly for the division, but we really won't know till. Four hours after the... Well, seven hours after the game ends, because that's a nooner. Um, John will have some good stuff for you throughout the week to get you ready for Cowboys and Giants. Um, make sure you keep following the athletic for all the good stuff going on. Rangers made a move. So, it's got a pitcher in there. Uh, Mavs are three games in, so Tim Cato will have you covered on that end. And, of course, Saad Yusuf getting ready to go to Stars Camp, so... Good things happening at the athletic. I want to wish everyone happy holidays and a happy new year. Everyone be safe. We will talk to you on Sunday uh, after uh, the Cowboys game. We'll uh, figure out if we're going to be in the playoffs or not. Uh, For our producer, Kit Garrison, for Father John Bashota, I am Kevin KT Turner. We'll talk to you after Red Bull's Revenge, Cowboys and Giants on About Them Cowboys.
1: Y'all stay corona-free, all right? And God (laughs) bless.